you know, my 30 year goal is that is to help us feed people, nourish people, not just their bodies, but their souls. And that's one reason why you look at the content, you know, for curious elixirs, we're not vilifying alcohol. It's not that alcohol is bad. It's that, again, it's that too much alcohol is bad. And guess what? Life without alcohol can be even more fun, can be even more vibrant. Um, and that's why everything we do has a sense of fun and whimsy and creativity. And how do you want to live your life? You get to decide. So make the decision. Don't just default into modes that have been set before you. Actively choose who you want to be and how you want to live. Times are related is your currency. Welcome back, everybody, to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. This is Pat McCauley, as always. This week is number five in the Dry January series that we're doing uh, this month on the show. We're going to go a little into February as well. Um, and for those that haven't been following, we're doing a whole month um, in line with Dry January of exploring the most innovative non-alcoholic craft brands in the world. Um, and the people behind them and talking about drinking less and the sober curious movement um, and how that all kind of relates to uh, living a better life. Uh, so episode number five in the series is with John Wiseman. John is the founder of the booze-free craft cocktail brand Curious Elixirs. Um, I have been drinking Curious all week and they are fantastic. I haven't had a cocktail in years. Um, and it really feels like I'm enjoying a really high-end, amazing cocktail, and I've just really um, enjoyed trying all the different uh, ones they have. Um, so we talk about John's career path from Broadway to hospitality to being in the tech world, um, the booze-drenched culture uh, of the corporate world, um, how a night of excessive drinking um, and waking up the next day and not feeling hungover was a kind of slap in the face to John and um, kind of sparked a desire to change for him. Um, what drinking less has done for his life for, over the years. How attending a speech by Martha Stewart gave him the confidence to build Curious Elixirs. Um, how Curious is trying to redefine the social experience, the power of coincidence, why we have influence but not control over our lives and why we shouldn't just default to norms set before us. We also get into his advice on uh, beginning to drink less. Um, this is an amazing chat towards the end, kind of the last 20 minutes. We get, uh, we get a little deep and, and really get into it, and I just super enjoyed it um, on, on um, a number of different levels. And um, John's amazing. What they're doing at Curious is just incredible. Again, I love their products. Check them out, follow them, um, and order them online. I cannot recommend enough. So without further ado, the curious man himself, John Wiseman. Times are related is your currency. All right, I have John Wiseman on the line coming uh, straight straight from the Hawaiian Islands. Um, I was just saying uh, <laughs> before before I hit record here that I don't want to know what the temperature is um, or or what the weather is there. But um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for making time uh, to do this while 
you're obviously kind of uh, on vacation a bit in in unwinding. So so thanks for being here. Of course. Um, well, our work is never over, Pat. So I'm I'm always working, even even in Hawaii. You know. Yeah. But thank abs- you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, man. So I've been, I've really been diving into, um, you know, curious elixirs. I've been diving into like your background, your work, um, and kind of all the different things you're into. And I'm, I'm super interested in kind of getting your full story because, um, I feel like you've touched on like such a broad range of different things from like, I was reading like, like Broadway and TV to like, you know, in early, in early, uh, employee at Thrillist and then Skillshare, Jack Threads, like all these kind of like household names. Um, but you've also dabbled in like restaurants and obviously curious and, um, you know, it also seems like you're definitely, which is, uh, you're true to form here coming from Hawaii, but seems like you're a traveler. You're very, deep thinker. So I don't know where to begin, but I figure, <laughs> <laughs> I figure maybe we could start with you just kind of giving, giving us some background and maybe sharing, uh, maybe, sure. maybe a little bit of your life path, but also some of your career path and we can go from there. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I started off after college, you know, moving to New York city, working in entertainment, as you mentioned, um, I was working in, you know, my first, my first boss was Whoopi Goldberg you know, um, and working on her TV show for NBC. Um, this is before the view. So I'm, I'm old. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> after that, you know, I, uh, I went over and started working for some Broadway producers, um, and then for focus features doing some distribution. Um, what I found was, is that I kind of been sold on this idea that entertainment was the creative place to be. Um, and I, found that much like most industries, 90% of it is pushing paper or, you know, organizational. And so I wasn't particularly happy there. So after five years of that, I switched gears and started as the third employee at Thrillist. Um, This is 2006. And so I was head of marketing there for seven years. And I loved that job. Um, It was amazing. I mean, we got to help tens of thousands of mom and pop small businesses in 25 different cities, you know, help help them thrive. Um, And so I felt really good about that for, you know, many, many years. But what I found is at the end of seven years, I found I didn't really want to keep building audiences so that we could help sell another bottle of Bacardi, which Mm. is ultimately what like ad campaigns are about. You know, they're about as you get to be a bigger media company, you know, you're starting to sell bigger and bigger brands because they're the ones with budgets Um, and nothing against them, but I wanted to feel good about my work and feel more purpose driven. So I shifted gears and I went over to Skillshare, um, an online education platform, help them grow, you know, from 200,000 to 1.2 million online students in a year. And then I was like, okay, I, I'm not full of crap. I can help businesses grow. And then I started good business, which is how I ended up running marketing for daily harvest, uh, superfood, smoothies, soups, um, and, uh, like a health food company that's done extraordinarily well. And that really got back to my core mission, which is, you know, which I've had since I was a kid growing up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is just trying to figure out how are we going to feed billions of people healthy food, you know, over the course of the next 20 to 30 years? You know, that's really important to me. That's the life mission. You know, curious 
has come up as part of that um, because we also need to figure out how to transform how we drink socially. Because that's a really, that's the core mission of Curious is to transform how we drink socially. And that all came about, you know, after, you know, being a thrillist and working in New York City, it's one of the wettest cities in America. And so much socializing revolves around liquor, beer, wine, going out for drinks, meetings, etc. And I had one of those crazy nights, you know, where I had 20 cocktails in a night. I was really chasing the dragon. And I woke up the next day and I was fine. And that scared the crap out of me. Mm. You know, like I should not have been able to have that much liquor and still be okay the next day. Um, And that's when I realized this is back in 2013. So quite a while ago, I had to dramatically redefine my relationship with alcohol. And for the next five years, you know, or so that means cutting it down by 90%. You know, right now I'm not, I'm not drinking. Um, But as someone who is making booze free craft cocktails, I don't, identify as sober you know i I find sobriety is a spectrum um and you can choose where you want to be along that path but be intentional about it and that's why curious is called curious i was curious about what life looked like with less alcohol in it you know Mm. can i make something that is delicious layered adult has a beginning middle and an end and what if that actually helped my body function better you know, that's a really big question for me. So that's why we're called curious. I mean, we, you know, curious came out before there was the word sober curious, you know, um, and that's really what we're about. We're about questioning, what does my best life look like? What do I want that to be? How do I want to structure it? How do I want to work on myself? How do I want to transform? And so that kind of brings us up to now, you know, in terms of, you know, what my you know, the Genesis story of Curious. And I have to say that that was compounded by, you know, the many, many friends in my life, um, including one in particular, who's a Broadway actor, who he's been sober for eight years. And whenever he he and I would go out to lunch in New York, there was never anything interesting to drink. You know, you're lucky if you find a ginger beer on the menu, and that's got 60 grams of sugar in it. So that's kind of, you know, how Curious started. And you know, kind of brings us up to when we launched in 2016. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious during that time and during kind of you in very much in the kind of corporate, like drinks after work, like that whole phase of your life, were you still a health conscious person during that time? Like I see so many. Yes people that, you know, they're like Monday through Thursday, it's like Soul Cycle and Barry's boot camp and like, <laughs> you know, kicking their ass. And then like, you know, Thursday night comes and, you know, Thursday to Sunday, you know, it's kind of that like, you know, work hard, play hard sort of mentality and that like right total what I would call totally unbalanced, like <laughs> yin, yin and yang of like, I see so many people where it's like, you know, three, four days out of the week, it's like, they're so hardcore health focused. And then the other three, it's just like, you know, totally like off the rails slash like my cheat day, my weekend. Like, was that you? Were you still a health conscious dude during that time, despite you drinking so much? 
Yes. And, and it did kind of fit that work hard, play hard modality. You know, mm. it went, you know, cause when I first, when I had that night, I was chasing the dragon, you know, then I was like, okay, this has got to change. And so I researched, okay, how long does it take alcohol to metabolize out of my system? The average human, it's 30 hours. So I was like, okay, what if I take two days off a week from drinking anything and reset my tolerance? And that worked for me for a few years. Um, but when I wasn't drinking, I wouldn't drink Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, on Sundays, I was always trying to craft stuff in my kitchen, try and make something that was bitter, something that was layered. Um, you know, and I was still doing, you know, yoga, you know, once or twice a week. Um, and then I started to get into meditation a few years later. Now I'm doing breath work, you know, every other day. And that helps a lot. I, I think it's just, it takes experimentation, at least for me, you know, and, and I find that everybody's choices in this arena of trying to be healthier are valid, but just really tune into your body. It's like they say in yoga, like, listen to your body. Like in February, I'm going to go vegetarian. You know, I haven't done that in 15 years just for a month, just to see how it is. Does my mm. body like that better? You know, like when I, another example is I cut down to roughly one sandwich a week. You know, I mean, while I'm in Hawaii, that might go up a bit. We'll see. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I found that having just less gluten made me feel better. Um, it's not that I need to cut it out or that I have celiacs or anything. It's just how do you feel? How is it making you feel? I mean, I think we need to do that across the spectrum of our choices, whether that's relationships, whether that's diet, whether that's sleep patterns, whether it's alcohol, you know, just, it just takes us being thoughtful and slowing down and researching. And, you know, it takes people like you who are really spreading the gospel of like, here is a panoply of people who are making different choices. What can we learn from them? And we can really learn from everybody we encounter. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, that's why I, I, you know, like to be promoting dry January and, you know, there's things I don't like about sort of like the 30 day challenge and like, you know, sort of like the, the sure. short, the short term mentality, you know, people have around their health instead of thinking like 30 years instead, instead of 30 days. But I do mm. love like the dry January because so many people since they turned 19, 20, 21, they have like their, their normal is the three or four nights a week drinking, or at least two or right. three nights a week drinking. And it starts in college. And then that just becomes the lifestyle. And you never really get to feel what it feels mm. like to not have alcohol. You're kind of, you never get a full reset from alcohol from the time you're 21 to some people go their whole life. And I think anytime you're able to, whether it's, as you said, go vegetarian or go vegan or, um, you know, try these different things, it at least like gives you a new feeling and something to compare it to, you know, as you said, right. it, it's a means of, okay, how did, why, why am I sleeping better, you know, on day 10 of dry January? Why do I have more energy when I wake up? Why, you know, and just... And then when you go yes. back, if you choose to go back in February or whenever you choose to go back, like you now have a different relationship with that alcohol or that food or, you know, that habit. And I think that's what's yes. powerful about it. Absolutely. You know, and, and I was challenged by somebody, you know, um, to try six weeks, you know, there's mm -hmm. something around the magical 40 day point, um, 
and everybody's body is different. So take this with a grain of salt. Everybody needs to figure out what works for them. But I found after six weeks of not drinking, I didn't really miss it anymore. You know, right. I, it, it, it's just, it, it didn't, it, there wasn't a craving for that. I mean, this was also, you know, something important for me to realize is that a lot of it is just as a social lubricant. And when you have something that's a decent substitute, um, that feels adult and feels special. And that's what we try to create with curious elixirs is something adult and special that has a subtle effect on the body, not a buzz, you know, like mm. it just subtly helps you unwind. That's enough, you know, and that, you know, sometimes in the afternoon for me, that's a kombucha, you know, sometimes it's a curious, um, sometimes it's a coffee, you know, mm. it just, but I think that finding ways to treat ourselves is essential, especially in stressful times. And everybody in the world is going through a stressful time right now. So it's important just to find those little ways to treat yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What has drinking less in your life specifically, what has it done for you? Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing that it does for me is it helps with memory you know, you remember your nights, you enjoy your friends more, you know, mm. um, and you can still go out and sing your heart out at karaoke and have a great fucking time, you know, like <laughs> right. that's just, but that, you know, I would say that's equal with, you know, someone like me who's kind of struggled with their weight their entire life, trying to keep the pounds off, man, the calories, like I can really enjoy the hell out of those French fries now. You know mm. what I mean? It's like, mm. If I want to have French fries with mayo, like I'm going to have them because I don't have an extra 2000 calories a week that I'm drinking. Right. You know, so those are the two biggest ones. And, you know, I would say that, you know, there are many other benefits. I mean, what, what we hear a lot from our curious customers is my sleep is dramatically improved. Um, mm. That's a big one for people. Um, and you know, it's just, it really warms our heart whenever our team gets messages from people saying like, you know, I don't even miss my, nightly glass of wine anymore right you know that's a big deal like that's what we're trying to do you know my hope is that 20 years from now you go to your average wedding and whether you're having a curious or a glass of champagne when that toast comes either one's fine you know mm. it's just totally accepted you know that's really the goal and i think that's that's what we're working toward you know and it's the same thing if you were to go to a comedy club or you know, a music venue. We just want people to be able to enjoy themselves socially um, together. And it shouldn't matter whether you're drinking alcohol or not. That's what we're going for. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and I'm nodding my head here. Um, and I think I saw somewhere you you said something along the lines of, of redefining the social experience or, or something along those lines. And that is literally yeah. what I'm currently uh, working on around the pub and like literally our tagline is redefining the pub and you know on the alcohol front it's like okay you go in you have 14 amazing craft beers and interesting things on draft and then you have another 14 totally non-alcoholic craft beers and wines and you know all these yeah. new products and it's like they're treated equally and then you know and on yes. the food on the yes. food side, you know, allowing people to have the social experience, right, in a way that is 
you know, conscious of the world and the environment. So, you know, ours is, is totally plant-based and it's like, okay, we can still go have the same experiences. If you want the double cheeseburger, right. And the, and the four IPAs, that's totally your call. That's amazing. But if you're going to do it, let's do it in a way that is hopefully a little better for you, a lot better for the world. Right. But if you want to go and you want to have a ginger shot and, you know, a few curious elixirs (laughs) and, you know, a totally like raw, you know, green and grain bowl type thing, like you can have that too. And it's totally normal. And you're still having that same familiar experience. So I totally get what you're doing. (laughs) Yes. That is what it's about, you know, because, because it's, because it's not that alcohol is bad. Too much alcohol is bad. Mm. You know, that's the issue. It's a matter of degree. You know, I mean, that's why we're trying to create things that make you slow down. Like when you, when you pour curious number one, you know, over a big ice cube with an orange peel and you stir it, you're getting that same ritual that, you know, a very classy bartender would when you're, when they're making something for you at the world's best cocktail bars, you know, you want that ritual and then you want something that where you sip it, it changes over the course of you drinking it, you know, like that's really what makes it a cocktail is does it tell a story? Okay. It's like, Oh, we've got, we've got pomegranate juiciness on the front end. As you swallow, there's a hit of bitterness and then it finishes through to like an herbal finish that depending on what your palate's like, it's different, you know, and we're using some of the world's best ingredients to do that. We've got pomegranates from Turkey. We've got gentian root, you know, we've got rhodiola from Siberia, which is an amazing adaptogen that increases your serotonin and dopamine precursors. So it's giving you more of like the happy compounds, you know, and it's just, it's amazing to me that there are, there is a whole world of ingredients that we barely know anything about yet. And we're really excited to help bring some of these to more people. Um, and that's another reason why we're called curious. It's just like, whoa, what, what is rhodiola? I don't even know what that is. What is ashwagandha? What, what is American ginseng? Most people have heard of ginseng, but they don't really know how it affects you. Um, and we're really excited to, to help bring these kind of obscure arcane ingredients to more people so that they can see how those ingredients affect their bodies and hopefully helps them with stress relief. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, and I, I love that and I've seen you know, other companies doing this where it's like, okay, not only are we replacing alcohol, but we're giving you a beverage that is like superfood-esque, like totally health promoting. Like now, instead of your alcohol, like you're getting something, you're almost like supplementing your life to be, (laughs) to be that much better with, with this product, but it's, it's an alcohol replacement, which I absolutely love. So now it's like, it's like, not only are you not doing something that's bad, but you're doing something that is like totally health promoting. Yes. This, this whole philosophy came from a permaculture design course that I took. It's called stacking functions. Mm. And, you know, if you're creating like a home garden, you want to put your plants where they're going to get the most sun and hopefully have some rocks around them so that you get solar gain, you know, where the sun comes and helps heat your home or helps heat your garden. We're doing the same thing with drinks. You know, we're stacking functions. We want something that is a social lubricant without the booze. We want it to be delicious and special for you. And we want it to help promote your health. 
that's how we're trying to do things. Every Curious Elixirs needs to do that. And that's, you know, that's why our work is never over. We're always working to make our recipes better and better. Um, and we take customer feedback very seriously on that. Um, mm. And that's, that's been really helpful and fun to see where, you know, where we're doing right and where we miss the mark occasionally. Yeah. In, in terms of the five, you have five flavors. Is that correct? That's right. And in terms of like those five, are you just coming up with like certain things that taste good or is each like a different function or kind of how did you go about those five styles? The five styles, you know, I'll have to, I'll have to send you a box with our flavor matrix, but they're all filling out different parts of, you know, the roadmap of what we have for flavors. I knew that number one was going to be a Negroni because that was my go-to drink. You know, it's a great kind of aperitif type cocktail before you eat something. The bitterness actually helps get your stomach ready to digest your food. It's actually, can you have four times the number of bitter receptors on your tongue that you do like salty or sweet? So mm. your body's already attuned to know like, oh, wow, something bitter is happening right now. This comes from being a hunter-gatherer and you're eating bitter leaves and it's like, oh, got to get ready. Some body better get ready to digest some stuff. Hope this isn't poison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that's really what we're, you know, what we're all about is trying to make flavors that fill a particular need. So number one is about being a aperitif. Number two is really like an immunity booster. You know, that's why it has so much ginger in it. Um, and it also has Damiana, which is a Mayan, you know, herb that's traditionally used as an aphrodisiac. But what it does biochemically is very similar to what chamomile tea does. They both have apigenin, which is an organic compound that helps your body relax. So, which is what I had right before this, uh, this, Zoom, this Zoom call had some, uh, had some chamomile. And it just helps you to kind of like unwind subtly, you know, number three um, and number three is the one where, you know, we've had to do the most customer feedback. Um, and because of ashwagandha, which if you're pregnant, you shouldn't be having. Um, and that's, this is the one that takes the most customer education um, because it's an amazing ingredient. Um, it's been used in India for over 5,000 years. Um, but we need, you know, more education on these things because people need to be thoughtful about what they're putting in their bodies. Um, you know, so we're trying to fill out that one's more of like a cucumber Collins. Um, and it's very light, very low in sugar because we, we don't use added sugar. Um, but that's the one where our customers were like, Hey, number one and number two are great, but they're a little bit on the heavier side. Can you make something that's very light for those of us who are trying to do whole 30, um, you know, things of that nature. And so we kind of got progressively lighter in our drinks. Um, from one, two, three, and four. And now we've gone back to another heavy, like muy fuerte drink, you know, very strong, um, which is number five, which is our smoked cherry chocolate old fashioned. Mm. And that one, you know, is pretty amazingly layered. I mean, it's got so much stuff going on there. We even had one customer be like, wow, this is almost too complex. Um, and we need to hear that feedback because we're actually taking the amount of smoke down in number five because it was just maybe overwhelming slightly in the flavor profile. So in our next bottling run, we're taking the smoke down significantly to let the cherry and the chocolate and the elderberry 
play on your tongue a little bit more. So we're each one is filling like a different flavor profile, you know, to your question. And then, then we're working on number six and seven as we speak. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Was there something you saw in the market or from like a consumer behavior perspective that led you this direction or gave you the confidence to, to start curious or were you just like, this is solving a problem for me. I know there are other people that, you know, have this same problem, um, you know, or, or was it, was it market driven or was it just like, it you was know, personal I know this driven. will work. Yeah. Personal. Yeah, need. yeah. It was personal need driven. I mean, I've, you know, one thing we, we didn't cover is like, I've been a whiskey bar owner for 11 years um, in Brooklyn and I've been in hospitality and restaurants since I was 18. Um, and so service is very, very important to me. And when you work in the service industry, you start to notice that a lot of chefs are sober. You start to notice that a lot of even bartenders are sober and they just right. don't really talk about it. They're pouring themselves shots of water when customers are like, hey, take a shot with me. And they've got a special bottle behind the bar that they just pour for themselves. Like, oh, no, this is this is what I like, you know, and that really rang true for me. Um, so it, it really came from a personal need and from working in the service industry. And then, you know, when I started investigating more, I saw some research back in 2015 when we were first working on Curious Number One that said 75 million adult Americans don't drink alcohol at all. Right. That's one in four. Then you have another 90 million adult Americans that have two or fewer drinks per week. That's a staggering number of humans. And these are 2015 numbers this is before the real true rise of dry january and the sober curious so it just really that that helped give me the confidence um but when there i, I can pinpoint the exact moment when i knew i was going to take curious elixirs from a project to a company and it was watching martha stewart speak at summit series um and somebody you know the the moderator asked her you know, hey, you know, after, you know, prison time and everything, was there ever a moment where you like ever doubted yourself? And she's like, nope, never. <laughs> she was, <laughs> she's just amazing. <laughs> and I was just struck by the power of her confidence. I, I'm not preternaturally that way, but she is. And I, I just kind of knew like, hey, I can borrow that. I can borrow that confidence anytime I'm not feeling like, hey, maybe this isn't going to work out or maybe I'm feeling a little bit less than. And so I, I have to give due thanks and credit to to Martha for inspiring me to get off the pot and make Curious a real company. Yeah, that's beautiful. What was, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people, right, that are maybe in a corporate setting um, that have an idea or, you know, have something they want to pursue that's more in line with their passion. What mm. advice would you give that person? Is it is it just the confidence or like, like what would you say to that person that maybe wants to make that leap that you made? I mean, I think it really comes down to following your intuition and, you know, for some people that's gut. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I meditate is just to, you know, kind of quiet down and tune into intuition a little bit more. Um, so I would say tune into yourself first and follow that intuition. It doesn't matter if people tell you this isn't going to work or that's never going to happen or an adaptogenic non-alcoholic cocktail company. What the hell is that even? Mean? You know, that's <laughs> never going to work. Um, 
don't listen to the naysayers. Listen to yourself first and start working now. Do not delay. How many dreams are put on hold because of the negative thoughts in your mind? Those negative thoughts are not your enemy. They're just challenging you to be better. So listen to your intuition and pay attention to the negative thoughts, but don't heed them. They're just trying to make you stronger and protect you. Mm, I love that. I love that. So you mentioned meditation. You mentioned earlier breath work. What are some kind of other things in that realm of sort of keeping yourself well and grounded and um, high performing that you kind of mix into your life? Well, I think, you know, you're a great example. Look at what you're doing. You know, you're helping people to understand that there are many different ways to live your life in a way that is beneficial to the planet and can be beneficial to your book. Eat green, make green. I mean, listening to podcasts, (laughs) talking to your heroes, somebody gave me a great piece of advice. This was like kind of a mentor of my brother's, this amazing man, Alex Dubay. And he gave me the best advice when I first moved to New York. And he told me, you can get to anybody in the world if you ask them for five minutes, just five minutes, not 10, not 20, five minutes of their time, and you follow up with gentle persistence. And that is true, you know, Mm. but don't be expecting that person to give you a job interview or anything else just ask them for advice and let them steer you toward the future that you're trying to create for yourself. So I think it just has to do with try and find the people that you resonate with and try and learn from them. And frankly, try and help them. If you help them, you got a friend for life. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Do you have personally like any, any sort of examples of kind of like a mentor or somebody maybe early on you reached out to that has become an, an acquaintance or friend that like is kind of above your pay grade, if you will, or sort of like <laughs> somebody you never thought you'd kind of get to. Is there somebody that's influenced your life in that way? You know, I mean, there are many. Mm. And, you know, I will say that, you know, there's a gentleman who is from the pilot group, which is the first group who uh, funded Thrill List named Matt Luckett. Um, he's been incredibly helpful to, for, for, you know, to me and just helping to give, you know, advice. He's one of the guys who helps, uh, you know, help structure like Bombas, the, the sock company, mm. you know? And so, you know, obviously we had a working relationship before from Thrill List, but he's just always been generous with his time um, and, you know, his expertise. And I think that finding people that maybe aren't the big name on the marquee that are just behind the curtain a little bit. A lot of times those people are incredibly helpful and generous and they're willing to make some time for you. If you just gently persist with them and don't, don't ask for too much, you know, just ask for a little bit of advice. Um, that's one. And I got to give a big shout out to my brother, you know, um, he's been a hugely helpful person and just trying to understand how you should structure a business, how you, you know, how how you can, you know, the nuts and bolts of making it work. And that's why he's been my partner in the whiskey bar for, you know, almost a dozen years. Um, And I think that, you know, a lot of times it helps to just try and, you know, reach out to people who you admire 
um, I think that's the best advice I can give is just reach out to them. And even if they don't have time for you today, maybe they'll have time for you tomorrow and, and try and find a way to help them in return. Mm, I love that. And I will piggyback on that. In my experience, I will say those connections for me have not come, you know, talking about uh, alcohol here, they have not come at the networking events at bars. They, they have not come at kind right. of your average spot where like we think we network. Like big connections for me have come from like a very shared passion, whether that's like, you know, I met somebody who's been very influential in my life um, in a in a juice bar that was closed that like, you know, we were both, <laughs> we were both there like getting the goods on like a closed day so we could have our juice and um, just somebody very influential to me. And then everybody else has been like a shared passion of some kind, whether that's like a Saturday, early Saturday morning, like cycling ride. And, you know, the guy oh. next to me is some like really like big person I admire. And so they haven't come like they've, they've come in like interesting experiences, not in experiences that I think many of us in the corporate world and kind of the professional arena in general expect those connections to come. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think you're talking about what Deepak Chopra mentions. He has a book called Harnessing the Infinite Power of Coincidence. Mm, and love it. that is it, man. You know, that is it, <laughs> you know, like, like it was so bizarre, but like that Martha Stewart story I told you, right? Like literally like an hour after that, I was on the top, um, the top deck. This was on a cruise ship for summit at sea. And, you know, a gentleman I know introduced me to Martha's right hand, literally that same moment, like half an hour later to the point where he took me into her, like her estate room on the ship. She was already gone. She had helicoptered out like after her speech, but you know, and then he and I have kept in touch and it's not that it's led to a bunch of business with Martha or anything like that, because I'm not trying for that. It's more like I met this amazing human who now we can learn from each other. Um, and I think that you just need to lean into that and lean into coincidence. Like, like you were talking about with the cycling, you know, with somebody amazing who was like right next to you in a, in a cycling class. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, the universe puts these things out to us. It's up to us to take advantage of them or not. Mm, yeah, hundred percent on that front. You know, we're talking, we're talking Deepak now and we're getting, we're getting deep and I love it. <laughs> but, uh, on that front in terms of like your life and your, your path and your goals, do you see it? as something you're in control of or something that no. is totally out of your control? Uh, I like to say you do not have control. You have influence. Mm. You know, we all have agency and we all have it to varying degrees based on our privilege, based on our circumstances, based on our natural talents, but it's up to us to harness them and to use our influence, but we do not have control. Could I have known that Curious was going to be able to ride the wave of, you know, of sobriety and kind of like, you know, many millions of people redefining their relationship with alcohol? There's no way I could have known that, you know, it just felt right. And it was serving a personal need. 
and I happen to be, you know, creating something in the right place at the right time. You know, that's, that's not me, you know, that's everyone else, you know, the same way that like, you know, beyond me, you know, and, and, and things like that um, are really riding the tide of shifting attitudes of health and nutrition. Um, so it's up to us to create solutions, but we don't have control. We, we have influence. Mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, I sort of see it as like, I can set the direction and I can set mm. the, the, like where I perceive I want to be, but how I get there and what it looks like when I get there is completely out of my control and unpredictable. Yeah. But I can, yes. I can steer the ship though, but I can't, I can't say how it's going to ride the waves to get to the you know, destination. If that makes sense. Absolutely. That nor totally nor do sense. I fully understand the destination, you know, because it always, right. it always looks different than you had imagined. If that makes yeah. sense. Well, there, there is, there is no destination. You know, right. that, that's, <laughs> right. there, there is not a destination. We are constantly on a journey for our entire lives. There's not a point where you sit down and you're like, yep, this is it. Like, <laughs> you know, like when I sit down and I'm like, this is it. I'm I'm already thinking about the next thing, you know? I mean, we wrote about this in our Curious Elixirs newsletter, but Matthew McConaughey, when he, you know, accepted the the best uh, actor um, Oscar, he was talking about, you know, somebody asked him, like, who's your your hero? And it's like, it's me 10 years in the future. And and when he gets 10 years in the future, it's still him 10 years in the future, Mm, you know? Exactly. That's what it's about, you know? And at the same time, I'm trying to find, ways you know this is my big internal work this year and last year too is trying to find ways to be satisfied with where I am even though I know I'm moving toward the next thing you know so it's kind of like trying to hold these two things in balance and you know it's a struggle you know it's a struggle to do that even when things are really successful you know finding that satisfaction without moving on to the next thing um, is something that I'm working on so you know, if you have any tips I, on how to, how to remain satisfied, I'd love to know. Yeah, that. no, no. I, I, I love the, this topic and I've heard that called, um, if you follow, uh, Ed Milet at all, he has a term for that. He calls it blissful dissatisfaction and it's mm, nice. It's, it's loving where you're at and taking it all in and appreciating it. But you know, that doesn't mean you're not driven and, and you don't have goals and you're not kind of pushing forward still. But yeah, and I saw I saw two on um as I was going through I it was either Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um you you said something like on one post that like if you died tomorrow, you would be happy. And that's super powerful. And I think like for me, that's a place that I strive to get to like live in a way where like I'm, I'm tasting the wine and I'm tasting the food and I'm, you know, every day is this almost like it could be the last and you're, you're hugging, you know, your, your partner extra, extra close. And you're, you're living in that way. Um, yes. but, But at the same time I struggle with if tomorrow were my day, like, man, that's so disappointing because I, I have so many things I want to do. So (laughs) it's kind of the same question of like, you know, 
if today was your day or, or can you go, um, in, in a peaceful way? Um, and, and yeah, man, I, I struggle with that same problem. So I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you're, you're bringing up for me, you know, what my kind of riff on the stoic mindset, you know, mm. and, and trying to live that way. And I think a lot of that happened, you know, because my dad died at such a young age, you know, like I was in my first year at Thrillist and he died in a plane crash out of the fucking blue, pardon my French. Mm. Um, and that I instantly <clears throat> turned into an adult, you know, and as painful as that was, it's led to some beautiful things. Um, you know, it, like without him, I can basically draw a line between his death and my niece and nephew being born because, you know, of all the intermediate steps in between for my brother. But that it's really important that we see that the best things in life, the flowers of life, grow out of a pile of crap. You know, that's the fertilizer. Mm. Um, and so getting to be okay with that, understand that, being comfortable with the discomfort of life is really essential. Um, and I mean, look at Curious. That came out of a dark time in my life where I was drinking too much. And now it's something that hundreds of thousands of people are drinking on a regular basis because they're redefining what alcohol should look like in their lives. Mm. That's a beautiful thing. And I, I think that that goes for many of the vegan and vegetarian food companies that are out there too. Like it's better for the planet. It's better for the people. It's not that meat is evil necessarily. It's that too much of it is evil. Too much reliance on it is evil. Um, we need to redefine what these things look like and find at least strive toward balance. Mm. Yeah, I saw I saw somewhere also you and maybe it seemed like to me this is now kind of your your guiding principle with kind of what you do. Um, but you said building stuff to feed souls. Would you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would you kind of dive into that a little more for me? Sure. I mean, you know, to building stuff to feed souls is, you know, that's what Daily Harvest is. That's what Curious Elixirs is. That's what Bubble Goods is, which is a company by a young entrepreneur, Jessica Young, and her kind of clean food marketplace. Um, you know, because when you are feeding yourself actual food that is healthy, you start to feel better. You start to get clearer on what is important to you and that enables your soul to shine you know that enables your inner self to really blossom and evolve um, in my experience and you know my 30-year goal is that is to help us feed people nourish people not just their bodies but their souls and that's one reason why you look at the content you know for curious elixirs we're not vilifying alcohol it's not that alcohol is bad. It's that, again, it's that too much alcohol is bad. And guess what? Life without alcohol can be even more fun, can be even more vibrant. Um, and that's why everything we do has a sense of fun and whimsy and creativity. And how do you want to live your life? You get to decide. So make the decision. Don't just default into modes that have been set before you. Actively choose who you want to be and how you want to live. Mm. I love that. Yeah, it's it's hard to feel connected when you're hungover. It's hard to feel connected when mm. 
you know, you're, you feel like crap from, you know, the, the McDonald's you had last night. It, it's really hard to feel connected and part of it all and at peace and, um, and, and yeah, in a good place. Um, when all those things are kind of clouding, um, kind of your, your, your soul, if you will. So I, I totally hear you there. Totally hear yeah. you. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. So do, so does somebody listening, we're getting close to an hour, man. And this has been like, I, I could go all, all day talking to you. This has like been re- really fun for me. It's so fun. It's so fun. Thanks for having me, Pat. For sure. For sure. But to, um, somebody listening that, um, is maybe in your shoes, you know, five, 10 years ago or however long it was that is maybe struggling. They're, they're drinking too much. They, um, are looking to, uh, drink less or, or stop drinking at altogether. You know, what advice would you give to that person? The advice that I would give somebody who is looking to drink less is take a couple days off per week, you know, just try it and find something else to treat yourself with it. Um, that's a really good thing um, to do. And, you know, just try it out because there's no harm in it. There's no harm in drinking less, um, you know, and for those people who really have a hard time even doing that, there are many great resources out there for you to try. You know, I'd say the Tempest um, by Holly Whitaker has a ton of great resources on this of, you know, how to drink less and what to fill your life with, you know, Um, because there's so many great things out there and so many great resources. That's one. Um, Second, you know, find an accountability partner. You know, it's the same thing, whether you're trying to do, you know, goals for, you know, fitness or goals for sobriety or goals for diet, find someone who is willing to help keep you honest about it. Um, Those, those things are great. You know, some people go to AA, some people are going to the Tempest. There are many different options, but I'd say that those are a few that can be helpful um, so that you can see that you're not alone in this. Many people have gone through this before and there's a bunch of different solutions. Um, the question is, which ones are going to be right for you? And the only people that can answer that um, is going to be yourself. Mm. I like that. I like that. So give us a rundown on where people can get curious. Um, and you're sure. also doing something you mentioned before we started. Um, you're doing something uh, to give back right now. Um, if you don't yes. mind highlighting that for us. Absolutely. Um, you know, we were available in, you know, some, some fancy restaurants, Michelin star restaurants throughout the country, but the best way to find us is directly on our website on curiouselixers.com um, and through our Instagram. Um, and the thing that we're launching this week um, is called the Curious Creators Fund. You know, we've been very blessed that even in a challenging time during this pandemic, you know, many more people are coming to us and buying Curious than ever before. Um, and so we're taking $10,000 and we're giving it back to artists in unrestricted grants so and artists take many forms this is not just people that are musicians or painters or poets 
Um, but it's also dancers. It's also bartenders and chefs because culinary is an important art form. That's, that's my particular art form. Um, and so people can go onto our website and apply for one of these grants, um, in each different category, there's six categories. Um, the top winner is going to be getting a thousand dollars in each category and, um, and over $10,000 cumulatively. And it's just our way during a very challenging time to try and support artists, you know, that have supported us for so long. Um, and the only other thing I'd say is be sure to support your local restaurants. Mm. Very important. This is, this is the time, you know, whether it's to go or what have you, even if you're just giving an extra tip to your server, if you're able to do outdoor dining, do it. They need it. Um, and, and that's one of the biggest places that I find joy in culture is through restaurants and bars and so support the places that you love, help them get through this tough time together. And that's, that's what we're all trying to do. We're here to support each other on this planet. So let's do that. Amazing. Well, man, I want to, uh, before I, I have one more for you, but before I just want to um, acknowledge you for um, what you've built thus far and kind of your, um, you know, your, your mission to feed people's souls, um, and just, um, all you're doing, it's amazing. You're obviously without question, you know, helping people lead healthier lives, um, and empowering people to do that. And, um, I just love it. And, uh, yeah, so I just, uh, I love what you're doing, love what you've built. And and this has been an absolute pleasure. And I just want to give the uh, last word to you, whatever you want to leave people listening with. Gosh, the last word. I mean, I think we've covered so much here. The only thing I would say is stay curious, you know, be curious about who you want to be and how you want to live. And, you know, let's use our own innate power and our own innate curiosity to help build rather than destroy help create things. And it feels good. You know, once you start doing it, you know, like you're just sketching in a book, just sketching a book, you know, sketching a pad, it feels good. And follow those things that feel charming to you. You know, if it feels interesting to you, follow that, you know, it goes back to that harnessing the power of coincidence thing. You know, these aren't my words. These are coming from many other people, you know, so follow the things that are charming to you. It's important and it feels good. It's a beautiful way to end right there. Well, Pat, thank you so much for all that you do and for having me. True pleasure. Absolutely. Likewise.